0: yourself in a position where you're prompted loudly by something you can't see but you know you have to listen to it you know and then this voice is telling you we're moving across the ocean and you have two months to do that they say when you are living in accordance to your sole purpose it should feel very uncomfortable and walking it can make you squirm because your soul has never walked that path before. The uncharted is supposed to evolve us, but the things that enable growth back to our core essence are so damn uncomfortable and at times they can make you squirm. So squirm, be uncomfortable, let go, but most of all, Allow, and eventually you will arrive at liberation. What is going on? I hope everyone has been hanging in there this year. It has been a roller coaster ride of a year. I'm feeling it, and I've been feeling it since the second 2022 started. I am actually really excited to finally be back talking about some crazy things that I just kind of went through, sacrificed all of my belongings. It was a super long process. Some crazy things happened. I've been taking on a bumpy journey this year, and I have some serious clarity at this point to share and maybe open the minds or expand the minds of some out there. We're all going through this expansion together. We're all in it together, and everybody's expanding in some way right now so that's where my story i mean starts is expansion right kundalini awakening which just shook me up a few years ago and spit me out and here i am i was led by my soul to go to hawaii for about two years and i mean originally i thought oh it'd be so fun to get away from all this garbage i was going through at the time i was in the thick of kundalini two years ago And I was ready to run away from it and just get the hell out of Dodge. So Hawaii came to me and was like, let's move to Hawaii. And maybe we can just forget Kundalini, leave it behind, and start our life there in Hawaii. (laughs) Well, Kundalini is just, uh, it doesn't go anywhere. So two years later, I had kind of forgotten about wanting to go to Hawaii, really, because I was just in the thick of healing. All of a sudden, one day... All of these things I had been doing for the last two years started to make sense. I had been kind of divinely guided to shed all of my belongings, but it wasn't all at once. It was subtle. That's ultimately how this worked because it was subtle. So one day, you know, let's go through your dresser and get rid of some of your things just subtly. You know, it kind of did that over and over and over again with all of my belongings. So I kind of went through the same belongings Probably 10 times, really. Sold a lot of furniture. And then, you know, two years later, I'm like sitting here in my apartment. Wow, my apartment's really empty. And I was feeling really empty. Really, really empty. I was like, why am I going through this? Like, what, do, what is this about, you know? This knowing came to me. You manifested this. You wanted to go to Hawaii. It hit me like a brick in the face. Holy shit. Whatever has been happening for the last two years, which I'm glad I didn't know because I would have just been hyper-focused on Hawaii, whatever was happening was guiding me, preparing me. So my manifestation the year, two years prior, really was in my face at that point and it was so exhilarating. This emptiness inside of me makes sense now and I'm going to heal completely. I was ready to do that. I quit my business officially. And that was the first thing my intuition guided me to do. And before I quit, I had no idea I was going to Hawaii. I just had this super strong prompting when I was in the bathtub one night. And it said, you need to quit your job and you have two days to do it. And I asked myself why. There was no response. It was a trusting situation. It was asking me to trust whatever was guiding me. And if I can't trust whatever's guiding me, there's no trust and there's no movement forward. A higher self-relationship, essentially. I trusted this voice. I did it. Quit my job, right? All right. Okay, this is, this is intense. Self-made lash business. And my last super loyal, diligent, amazing clients, I let them go. According to what I had been guided to, to know. Like, I didn't really get to know why. So I quit my job. Still no idea what, what's going on here why do we do this? I mean, I knew I lost my passion for it. However, I had so many fears because I was self-employed for so long. I was afraid to quit and work for someone again. That's terrifying from a self-employed perspective. Terrifying. As you previously heard, I just quit my last career of 11 years. Self-employed. Never I thought I would stray from eyelash extensions. Well, I'm here to tell you I found something even better. The most amazing strip eyelash extensions. You heard that right. Ones that you apply at home. These bad boys by WinkClick started using these a year ago, been life changing. You can customize your look and change out the style. Plus, I've gotten them to stay on for up to 5 days, washing my makeup and showering. Anyone who knows me, I will never refer a bad product use my 10% off discount code when you check out creative k K -K k-r-e-a-t-i-v-e-k-a-e one word winkclick.com w-i-n-k-c-l-i-q-u-e.com you can find all the information in the description of this episode booyah it was a little time after i had quit that i had finally gotten this like, holy crap, we're going to Hawaii. That's why I quit. Let's go. we got two months. It hit me like intense. I have so much to do. Put yourself in a position where you're prompted loudly by something you can't see, but you know you have to listen to it. You know, just put yourself there. And then this voice is telling you, we're moving across the ocean. And you have two months to do that. Sit there for a minute and marinate in that feeling. It was intense. My logical mind wanted to figure it all out right then and there. And that's when I had to get off my high horse and let this inner voice take control for the first time. My intuition. If I didn't, it wouldn't work out. And I knew that. To let the logic go was brutal. This is the magical guidance that my soul had for me. 10 seconds at a time. And I want you to do nothing other than, listen, in those 10 seconds. 10 seconds, baby. Back to the story. You know, 10 seconds. Okay, today we're going to accomplish this. First day. We're going to sell your car is what I was prompted to do first. That was a lot because I wanted to just logic it all out. And nope. So let me let me break this down. I was not working. I had no money. None. Zero. No income. The only thing I was making money off of at this time was selling my things, my belongings. And this was for two months. So I was barely surviving. Then it was like, we need to sell your car, okay? We're gonna focus on the car first because that's gonna take the longest. Let's go. So I gutted my car out by myself. I learned how to repair everything in my car that I would have had to pay someone thousands of dollars to do. Did all the interior cleaning. I touched up the paint. I fixed cracks in the windshield. I got rid of scuffs. And all of this was intuitively guided, did not know how to repair a car. In fact, I was even guided how to take my engine apart. And I did that. I did that. I learned how to do that. And I did that. And I replaced a gasket. And I was proud of that. At this point in my journey going to Hawaii, I was like, I can do anything if I listen to this voice. So it took me a month to do all this repair work. My soul wanted me to preserve all of my energy each day just to fix the car up. Finally sold my car. I sold my car within the first day pretty much. I posted it. It wasn't even done. And I posted just like that I was thinking, you know, I was going to sell it. And I sold it. That was the person I sold it to was that day. It was beautiful. Everything was so beautiful. I could cry. Genuinely, that was a beautiful time to witness. Me listening to myself was so incredible. I did record when I sold my car here it is. The last moments with my car, my Mazda CX-5, baby. Sweet, amazing, perfect car that has suited me and treated me so well for the last five years. I'm so grateful to have had this car to be safe, to make it to the mountains when I was skiing. It's so reliable. It's done everything that I hoped it would. Our things are part of us. I'm sad to lose a convenience. I think that's valid. I think that's a valid feeling. I think that's okay to feel that. I don't think a lot of people have to feel this and experience such detachment from their objects and personal items. I'll tell you, this is the biggest one yet. It is going to expand my mind, use different departments of my brain that haven't been used, It's so interesting. It's so interesting. So I sold the damn car, okay? Car's gone. And I bought my ticket. Okay, so what the heck? How did I even do this, right? Everybody has asked me, how. what the heck? So the whole time I was doing my car, my logic, wanted to keep kicking its ass in there. How am I going to afford this, right? And my soul kept telling me, just don't worry about that. It's not important right now. My uh, intuition's like a little fiery mama. Sit your ass down. Just kidding. So she did say, sit your ass down, woman. I just kept sitting down. Just let this guidance take me away. The last day, the car was in my possession. I had limited time to do anything, really, with the car. Last minute errands. It guided me to go to my water store and get my water jugs filled up. And I talked to my favorite little water lady that I see every time I go, and she instantly read my field of of sorts, like my energy field was like, you're going to Hawaii. I was so shocked by this because I hadn't told anyone and hadn't bought my ticket, hadn't found a place to live. My soul was saying baby steps, right? 10 seconds at a time. So I didn't, I really didn't know. And then this lady's like, you're going to Hawaii. I'm like, how did you know that? I kind of was questioning myself. Am I crazy for doing this? Am I crazy? Is this going to happen? Is this going to work? My mind really got in my way a few times, pretty bad. But I was like, holy shit, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm not just thinking this. I'm not making this up. I'm going there. She helped me. I talked to her for a bit and she's like, you're going to go learn how to self-sustain, aren't you? And I'm like, oh my God, is that why I'm going to Hawaii? I didn't think it was going to be like that, but, but okay. I was ready for that. I went home. And I started researching everything I could find about nonprofit organizations in Hawaii that teach people how to become self sustainable. And these families bring you on and you stay there on their farm or ranch or or whatever. They have these kind of things all over the world, but in this circumstance, like a ranch or a farm. And you stay there in trade, you work on the farm or the ranch, and you trade your time in service. You know, some of these places will supply your food, and some don't. You know, it just depends. Long story short, I googled that. I found a website. I found a website that was legit. Paid for the membership. I was in at that moment. I knew I was in. Okay, y'all ready for this? The website. There is a lot of people out there in need of something like what I just did. What I just did. And I feel you should fucking do it. What are you waiting for? I'll put all the information below. I'm here to tell you it's legit. This website, okay? Work away. What it is, is a platform for trade. A trade for many different things. It covers the entire world. So there are so many different options on there so I can't tell you it's just for farm work or ranch work it could be let's just say a family in Paris that lives in a castle okay let's just say they want their kids to be cultured and to learn art so they will in exchange for your services they will uh give you a stay a free stay in their let's say castle in their home or something that's like a far-fetched example but I did see some crazy stuff on there And then there's different things that you could trade, right? But you have to have skills. So some places want like carpenters or, you know, farmhands or a lot of different things. There's a lot of different things that you can do. And then, you know, you just kind of read through what the description is and find out what their needs are and what you're really contracted, I guess, to do. But you don't really sign a contract. So anyway, that's what Workaway is, okay? You make a profile and then all of these families or individuals have profiles as well and they are on the other end of this, okay? So these families and individuals have something to offer and they need help. They need service. So in my case, I was looking for Hawaii and I wanted to work on a farm or something like a farm to be able to self-sustain or learn how, you know, farming and that's what I was looking for. So I typed in Hawaii on this workaway website and You know, then you scroll through all of the profiles on there, these families' profiles and what they have to offer and where they're located and such, you know, and what they need, what their needs are. I went on there. Pretty much apply is what you do. You apply for farms to go work at them. And then you are interviewed if they want to interview you for their farm. So it's kind of like a job. You read through all their stuff. They read through all your stuff. If it's a good match, then you interview like via like a a Zoom call. A Zoom call is what we did. I had a few replies and immediately I knew the family that I was going to stay with. Like it was just instant. The second I saw the profile, I was like, this is where I'm going. And uh, I interviewed with the lady. So what they had to offer me was a shack uh, where I would stay. It was enclosed by just bamboo reed um, stick things. And there was holes through it so you could see clearly out and there was actually no like solid wall. And then uh, there was an outdoor shower, a cold shower, it was cold, you know, outside by the shower, composting toilet. So, outside shower, outside toilet, composting toilet, it's not actually like a legit toilet. Inside the shack, there was, you know, a sink with no hot water, but it did have running cold water. And then there was like a little burner stove, mini fridge, a bunk bed with a net so that the bugs don't get you it was actually really adorable. And then in trade for Monday through Friday, you work 25 hours, get up, do your job, and then you can do whatever the heck you want to do after you're done working. Really actually a great exchange. Some of the places that I had interviewed for were offering all of the meals covered, taking turns cooking meals for the other members of the farm. But this farm I was applying for, they eventually went with, they didn't supply the food. I interviewed with her and she interviewed a few other people. She picked me because she picked me over a couple. She needed to find me a roommate. So that was a little interesting. This is another one where I'm like, okay, this is going to be very uh, throwing myself into into this because this little shack, it was tiny. The composting toilet and the shower, all the things. This is going to be very interesting with a roommate. Let's go. So she found me a roommate pretty fast after she approved approved me. My roommate that she had approved me for was from France. She was coming to be my roommate. So I booked my flight right after she approved me. And I was ready to go within a few weeks. I was ready to go. I got my butt moving. Started selling everything that I had left to sell. Packing everything up when I left my apartment, had the clothes, you know, I was going to wear in Hawaii, which wasn't a lot. I was just planning on doing this farm stuff. And when I was done, kind of getting a feel for the land there so I could find a place to live permanently. And I was really glad I was doing it so that I could become acquainted with the land and pay my homages before I just I I needed to pay my homages to the Mother Earth. I know that sounds corny, but that's the truth. When I talked to the lady for the farm, we had agreed on an open-ended stay for me. So this specific place does a two-week trial. And that's for you and them, you know? So like if you're not digging it, you can leave after two weeks. If they're not digging you, they can tell you to leave after two weeks. So you kind of have to be prepared for that where I was going. If I made it to the two-week mark and I was stoked about it and she was stoked about it, we agreed upon an open-ended stay. That was going to give me the opportunity to find a job and housing. I was going to bring my cat, come to find out, you know, the farm situation. There was other cats there. And, you know, intuitively I was like, no, my cat needs to stay. After I had done all the requirements for my cat to go to Hawaii, which is a lot different than Other states, by the way, if you didn't know, if you want to take your pet to Hawaii, you have to do a few more steps, okay? But then, come to find out, he's not going to go. And so I had to find somebody, which was also another thing like, oh shit, am I going to go to Hawaii? I have to find someone to watch my cat for the time being till I can find a housing in Hawaii. I did find somebody very fast. It was all so, like I said, orchestrated beautifully. I'm selling everything, threw my bed away, no furniture, none. So I brought all my shit, which was funny to show up to a farm with so much crap. Exciting stuff, right? To come in the next episode. I finally drift off to sleep, but not for long, because I wake up to this. And I'll catch you with part two. Bye.